7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. A 1984 Olympic bronze medalist. When you talk about legacies, this man fought anybody and everybody. Former undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. Former two-time undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. The only man to win the heavyweight championship of the world on four separate occasions. Representing Atlanta, Georgia. Talk about fighting legends over the course of his 27-year career. He stepped inside the ring against the likes of George Foreman, Larry Holmes, James Toney, Iron Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, and a host of others. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Atlanta, Georgia, Evander, Real Deal, Holyfield. Now, Evander, for you. The last time we saw you in the ring was almost 10 years ago. What was the motivation to come back for you? Well, no, it, it, mainly it was uh, I was already in shape. I never got out of shape. And I was just, just working out, and, and they started talking about it. And I said, well, yeah, I do one. And so um, here I am. No, I, I'm, I'm not trying to start a career. I'm just... I thought it would be good to Mike and I do it, and, uh, and it didn't go that way. So I chose the guy that beat Mike, and so uh, here I am. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not planning a lunch and a career. I'm telling you, you know, after this fight, you know, and after this one, then I'll think about another one. But I'm not trying to do the thing a long time. I'm just trying to show the, uh, the young people that if you take care of your body, you, you can do it a little longer than others. Okay, good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on the Sports Show. Um, SAFM Spot On with me, Tavi Samosia. Vele Lemyandu is producing the show. And Sia Daniel is in technical with us tonight. We have opened with a clip from or introducing and then hearing from 58-year-old Evander Holifold who officially returns to the ring this weekend in a fight against MMA legend Vito Balfort. And it's not an exhibition match. It has actually been sanctioned as a professional fight in Florida after the California State Athletic Commission decided against sanctioning it in L.A., so that's why it was moved to Florida. Holyfield replaces 48-year-old Oscar De La Hoya, who was due to fight Belfort, but has now tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so we're going to go over to the U.S. shortly to find out more about the sensational return. I don't know if sensational is the right word, but this return of Evander Holyfield. And you can give us your thoughts here, folks. What do you make of the real deal? who turns 59 next month, returning to the ring. He says he's been in shape. He's always been in shape. He's never been out of shape. So I guess there's no rest to wait for Evander Holyfield. And that's why he was ready to step in in short notice after Oscar De La Hoya tested positive for COVID-19. So many of them are getting back into the ring now. We've seen Mike Tyson. Actually, Holyfield was supposed to fight Iron Mike also. Um, but that was an exhibition fight. But this one is a professional fight. At the age of 58... What do you make of Holyfield coming back uh, to the ring? You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107, 061-4104-107. And then after that, we will be in conversation because it's a Boxing Wednesday, so we do all things boxing. We're going to be talking to a boxer that has widely been described or referred to as the bad boy of South African boxing because of his previous many misdemeanors outside the ring that have seen him spend some time in prison. But he is out of jail now. Um, I think he spent 10 months inside in his last stint, but he will tell us about that. He plans to return to the ring again and make yet another comeback, despite many people writing him off. So we'll be speaking to Tommy Osteisen tonight, popularly known as Tommy Gunn. And we'll also have a word with his trainer, Braheri, who will tell us if Tommy Gunn is on the straight and narrow now. And what plans do they still have for Tommy Gunn Osteisen? Um, what else does he want to achieve in the ring does he want to make out for make up for lost time does he feel that he's got a point to prove to those who wrote him off we're going to hear from the man himself Tommy Ostezen has agreed to speak to us tonight about everything everything we'll speak about his time in jail 
what, what 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 sent him to jail again and also now coming out and how he's doing at the moment so if you want to weigh in on any of these conversations the number for voice notes once again on whatsapp is 061-4104-107 if you want to call us directly the number to dial is 011-714-2006 Tabiso Musiya on SAFM Okay, let's go over to the U.S. firstly and talk about this uh, story that has uh, received uh, worldwide headlines, the return of Evander Holyfield. This weekend is fighting on 9-11, actually. How is that? And uh, Raimundo Diosis, 3Rounds.com, joins us again on the line. Raimundo, good evening from us here in South Africa. Thank you for being able to speak to us again. Good evening, South Africa, and good morning to the United States uh, listeners. What time is it there? It is now 10 o'clock a.m. Okay, okay. But to start the day, uh, Raimundo. But let's talk. Firstly, how has the reaction been to Holyfield's return to the ring at the age of 58? Well, well you know, where, where I'd like to start at would be, you know, um, the events that happened that made this possible for Holyfield to step in. Sure. Um, I was at the Oscar De La Hoya workout two weeks ago, um, and it was shortly after that time that he contracted COVID-19. And, you know, the reaction in Los Angeles and in California was very uh, disappointing as, you know, it was going to be an event at Los Angeles Staples Center mm. in downtown L.A. It was going to be a great event. And, you know, it, within 10 days of the event, um, you know, De La Hoya announced he had the COVID-19. And for Holyfield to be stepping in is... Uh, you know, that's a bit disappointing as well, too. I think all of us as boxing fans need to speak up a bit, you know, as we're going to have a 58-year-old, you know, former champion step into the ring again. Uh, that is probably not the best idea, as the California Commission did not see him fit to fight in California. So the fight was moved to Florida because the California Commission would not approve of Ender Holyfield to be fighting. So it seems like the other commissions in other states should get together. When one fighter is not approved by a commission, he should not be approved by any commission throughout the United States. Mm. Now that you've gone back, Raimundo, to De La Hoya, what was the motivation for De La Hoya coming back into the ring at the age of 48? Well, you know, this, it's been a great story in the lead-up to De La Hoya's return after a 13-year retirement after being beaten by Manny Pacquiao in 2008. It was going to be a good story, a feel-good story, to where De La Hoya, he has had a history of drug and alcohol problems, yet he used this fight to get back into shape, uh, into a better you know, shape physically and mentally. He was doing interviews where he was bringing out um, past child abuse in his life and um, how he's overcome certain things in his life. And this fight was going to be you know, a, a, a physical, yes, more of a mental uh, victory for him, you know, in, in his life directly, you know. And so for him to, you know, have to wait now, you know, um, there, there's word that he may now fight on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So they're working on that right now, Triller, uh, in order to get De La Hoya his comeback fight. And that's possibly going to be a Thanksgiving time. A Thanksgiving weekend, when is that around? Late November, right? Late November, yes. Oh, okay. And uh, it, yeah. it, it, it perhaps will still be in Los Angeles, Staples Center, hopefully, you know, for us uh, California fans over here. <laughs> yeah. So so now, um, with De La Hoya, who was set to fight Vito Belfort, was that going to be an official fight or an exhibition fight? That was going to be an official exhibition fight. I was speaking with the California Athletic uh, Commissioner, uh, Mark Relier, uh two weeks ago about this, and he was describing to me the details of having it be for two-minute rounds and why he wanted to make that a two-minute round, uh, eight-round fight. So, you know, Mark was explaining to me, you know, that because of their ages, you know, it, it can kind of uh, prohibit, you know, further damage from them, you know, by going less minutes uh, each round, and, you know, uh, De La Hoya had these hopes of having it be a professional fight on the record, which it was going to be. So uh, it was smart of, you know, the commission at that point to 
trying to limit, you know, the, the, the damage done on, on each fighter. Mm. And how is De La Hoya doing at the moment? I know he did post that he had actually vaccinated before testing positive for COVID-19. Has, is there any update on his condition? Well, he was, uh, um, he was vaccinated prior to. Um, I've read some reports that he may have even contracted it at his workout, you know, because he was being so gracious to the fans. He let a few fans into the ring with him, uh, and then he signed autographs, you know, for, for a long time after the event. Um, so the most recent thing that I've uh, read online and, and heard about is that he's at home and resting. So he's no longer needing the hospital care and he's on his road to recovery from the COVID-19. Mm. And it sounds like from what you're saying, his motivation would not have been money, Oscar De La Hoya. Right. So what he was uh, doing was having a series of interviews on radio uh, at the Golden Boy offices in downtown Los Angeles, where he was opening up and uh, explaining, you know, some things that he had been going through recently. Uh, he even went on Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing, and explained what he was going through mentally in this last year or two. Uh, so he was having, you know, this uh, mental, physical, and moral victory uh, that's just going to have to be postponed a little bit, and hopefully it doesn't deter him too much, you know, from... Uh, his ultimate goal of of not money but a moral victory with getting into the ring again uh, after 13 years. And then in steps um, Evander Holyfield at the age of 58. You've already stated, Draymundo, that um, the commission in California decided not to sanction this as an official fight because they were concerned about fitness issues. Does it mean that they put him through a test or do they look at his age and the fact that he's been inactive for 10 years now? Well, that's, that's interesting you bring that up because we need to abide by what these athletic commissions uh, actually do, what their testing is. You know, us as journalists and as fans, we don't know exactly how extensive the tests are, but they're going through, you know, a physical examination, you know, with the athletic commissions. And uh, so, you know, I know that De La Hoya is 48 and he was licensed to have a fight. Uh, so he, you know, didn't have any physical conditions limiting him, uh, in having the commission approve him. However, at 58 years of age, you know, the California commission, uh, may or may not have done a physical examination of Evander Holyfield since he's based in Atlanta. I'm not sure, you know, what that test entailed or, or how thorough they were in, in having Holyfield be tested, uh, from the commission. Uh, however, you know, it, it's hard to deny that, you know, any fighter, any person, even on the street at 58 years old, whether or not they should engage in physical combat, it's, it's really hard to say yes. You know, um, one thing that was in my head uh, the last couple of weeks was that, you know, you can get into fighting shape. That doesn't mean that you can actually fight. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking uh, to Raimundo Diosis, who joins us all the way from the US, 3rounds.com. Just about uh, this news of Evander Holyfield returning to the ring at the age of 58. He's been giving us the background, now laying it down nicely for us, what happened and what led to this, and also his view on Evander Holyfield returning to the ring. He turns 59 next month. Um, let's hear what you have to say. The voice notes are coming in on 61 Good afternoon, good evening, Tabby. So I hope that you are. Spy here from Durban. Um, I definitely think that Ivana was cut from a different cloth. So him stepping into the ring again would be no, a non-issue. He's an ultimate professional. He knows the ring in and out. He knows the dangers that come with boxing. And he needs the money. So why not? Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you very much. Good evening to you and the, the team. Comrade, my comrade, Mnyand, Tabisa, help me to understand this. This is boxing. Here is a person two, only two years before retirement or before pension in, the, in terms of South African laws. Being challenged by a person at 48, is that not dangerous? Especially to Holyfield because he's an elder. But uh, I don't know boxing, but uh, I'm just asking. Are the expect allow, uh, expects of boxing allowing this to happen? 
Thank you, Modis Vivendi, Emma in the Eastern Cape. Okay, thank you, Modis Vivendi, Emma Lasseli there, and also to Spa in uh, Spa in Deben, I think you said, yes. And uh, where's that tweet from Sajin now? Sajin Denza had also tweeted us saying that it's no longer about boxing now, it's about money at 58. He is dead wood. And then Wandele Mtana, hope I pronounced it correctly, Wandele. Boxers are making more money now than before in the ring, and Ivanda is out to cash in on some cash. Time has run out for Ivanda to return to the ring, but this fight is good for the memories, though. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You can keep those voice notes coming in, and we'll let Raimunda respond to some of the comments here. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's go through some of those uh, voice notes. Uh, firstly, Raimundo, the one voice note said that... Um, Evander is cut from a different cloth and he expects him to get back into the ring with no problems. He did state earlier this year that he was in good shape and good conditioning and he'd always stayed in shape because I think he was preparing for a fight and then Mike Tyson also came up. What do you make of that? Well, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about you can get into a fighting shape doesn't mean you can fight. So what's most at risk is the neurological damage that can happen uh, even later in Evander's life, if not now. So the need for a healthy brain and healthy physical body is going to outweigh the need for money. Um, what I'd like to bring up uh, about is that ex-fighters have other revenue streams that are available in, instead of trying to get back into the ring. They can do sponsorships, commercials. Uh, there's a video game out that's coming out that you know highlights uh, famous boxers from 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 previous years. Uh, Evander can even do a, a podcast, you know, just like you know his fellow uh, fighter Mike Tyson did. Uh, he can do you know trade shows where he can you know take pictures and do autographs. There's other avenue streams, you know, of of, of income, you know, for fighters that they should be looking for once they're retired because this is a sport you don't play boxing. Every sports you play it. Boxing is real. It's physical. It's the, if not the most dangerous sport to compete in. So ex-fighters, you know, should more so look towards other things that they can do for income. Uh, We're still going to see this where ex-fighters come up just because of novelty purposes. And yes, they will get paid. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones got paid last year for fighting. However, they're going to pay that back once they see in their older years that they may be physically limited by the continued head trauma. So mm-hmm. it's not as much worth it to a fighter. It's going to have to be their choice. Uh, of course, you know, just how they fight until too late to retire purposes. Sometimes they, 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 they wait many years and they still keep going. One example would be Manny Pacquiao. Mm. He lost uh, last month, you know, but he may still fight again. And ultimately, it's their choice. And it's going to be their choice whether to pursue the money or pursue the health. And then with with, with Evander Holyfield, um, would his motivation be money? I don't want to say does he need the money because everybody needs the money. But would that be what is pushing him to take this fight or what pushed him to take this fight? Or do you think he just wants to show people that he still has it? Well, I, I'm sure it's a combination of both. Um, however, you know, just like with Manny Pacquiao, if he fights again, his purse for the fight would be more money than he would make doing commercials or pursuing uh, a podcasts or, or uh, advertising for, for companies. So I understand that. When you have an official fight, that money is going to be more than the other avenue streams that you make. So... Holyfield can make a, a case that he wants to prove to the world, prove to himself that he can still do it and also make a, a, a nice payday. Uh, and it's ultimately going to be his, his choice. You know, you, we're going to hear a little bit of both from, from, from Holyfield to where um, he was going to say, you know, that he wants to do it for himself or for his fans. That's proving he can still do it. And, you know, he'll also say that, you know, he, he, um, would appreciate, you know, being paid uh, what he's going to be paid. And Triller, by the way, uh, was in a dispute with him because he himself had a few fights that were postponed. So Triller was really needing to find Holyfield a fight to prevent any 
arbitration coming towards them from Holyfield because Holyfield has been uh, ready to fight uh, on Triller, you know, for, for some time now. So, yes, he's, he's in shape, uh, but it really works out well for Triller and for Holyfield to have this done on short notice in September. The only hope is that neither fighter gets too seriously damaged. Yeah. Let's take more voice notes. Tabisa, good evening. Uh, I can tell you one thing about that. The real deal is ready. So Arnold Schwarzenegger won seven. The guy who beat his record was Lee Haney. Lee Haney won eight Mr. Olympia bodybuilding titles. And guess who his training partner was? The real deal. The real deal doesn't only box. He bodybuilds. He trains. He's a different athlete. He's a different specimen from a different century. It's not going to be a problem for him. Trust me. Brad Marisburg. Nostalgia here, Brad. Mlamzazazi <laughs> Okay. He agrees with Brad. Evening, evening. Uh, on this issue of uh, Evander Holyfield getting back to the ring at his age, I mean, he's almost at, his, at the twilight of his career. I mean, what in the world is he trying to do? I mean, 58 years, and you still want to, you know, do a physical combat in the ring and then that state of his declares that or commission that as a, 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 a not an exhibition match and but making it a, a official bout let's wait and see i think the man is you know for the love of money what else can we do let's let's wait and see okay interesting views yeah some people believe that the real deal is the real deal and uh, it'll be like he's never left interesting i don't know if it's nostalgia bread and the other voice notes here or what it is but let's see what happens on 9 11 um raimundo just before we go oh, oh what do you think that is raimundo maybe let's get your opinion why do you think people still believe that the real deal still has it uh well you know um just like I was saying, you can get your body in physical shape. There's, there's, there's exercises for your muscles, for your legs. Uh, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. There, your brain is a muscle. And from my knowledge, there's no exercise that can prepare your brain to take physical damage. So the brain trauma is, is, is the most uh, significant thing, and not the body particularly, because Holyfield's in phenomenal shape for a 58-year-old. It's the head trauma, it's the neurological damage that we, unfortunately, may not even see because he may not be knocked out, but the cumulative effect of punches over rounds, as we all know, you know, is, is something that's very serious with fighters from ages 20 to 50. So there's, that's the reason we have commissions to approve or, or not approve, and it's particularly disheartening that the Florida Commission okayed it. Um, we still don't know any facts of if it's going to be sanctioned for an official fight. If it's not sanctioned as an official fight, the hopes are that perhaps they'll be wearing headgear and perhaps the minute round restriction will be reduced to two minutes. Uh, but that information, to my knowledge, hasn't been sent out yet to the media because it's been so uh, chaotic you know, that this had to be canceled and then re- scheduled you know for from los angeles to florida so it's a crazy situation but regardless you know you can get into fighting shape doesn't mean that you can fight uh head trauma is very serious in boxing we need to protect our boxers and the commissions need to uh also step up and unite and if one fighter is denied in one state they should be denied in all 50 states finally what can you tell us about vito belford who's fighting holyfield then on 9-11 Peter Belfort, he's a MMA, former MMA champion. He's also um, a uh, had one professional boxing match. So he is, you know, a capable fighter who can go into the ring, you know, against Holyfield. 
uh, he is, you know, significantly younger, which is another uh, problem, you know, which hopefully doesn't turn into a big problem once he faces Evander Holyfield. But Victor, Victor Belfort looks in great shape himself, and um, the hope is that neither fighter gets too much damage uh, on September 11th. Raimundo, thank you very much for being able to speak to us and for giving us wonderful insight here in South Africa. As you can hear, mixed reactions here. Let's see what happens on Saturday or Sunday. But uh, we hope everything goes well and uh, we hope that nobody gets hurt and uh, we see a good show then because Trilla wants to give us a good show. And uh, there are reports that Donald Trump will commentate, right? I have heard that, uh, that he will commentate... um and it's uh, something that you're going to have to look for because he's not on the main broadcast. He's on a secondary mm. broadcast, uh, which will have to be, you know, discovered by fans who want to hear him. Okay. Thanks, Raymundo. Thanks for speaking to us again in South Africa. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Be sure to look at 3morerounds.com yep. for the De La Hoya workout photos, which were taken prior to the cancellation. Thank you, South Africa. I appreciate you and have a nice day. Okay, thank you. 3morerounds.com, folks. That's where you can find more information, more boxing-related information. Before we go to Tommy Ostays, and I see there's so many re- voice notes coming through here on this Evander Holyfield return. Evening, Serviso. This is Briggs. Uh, according to Edmundo, the way I'm hearing him, it seems like he's totally against uh, Holyfield, Evander Holyfield fighting. Even when you ask him how do they check those uh, state commissions so that they cannot allow, he doesn't even have the point to tell you that they check this and this and this. He only say that hey, they do their checks. But I think he's busy hailing the comeback of Oscar De La Hoya. And to me, it sounds Latino. And even though Oldfield is black, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I think he's crushing uh, Evander Holyfield's return without giving him a chance. So when it comes to the things of the states, I remember when the Nevada State Commission didn't allow Michael Tyson to fight, but other states allowed him to fight with Lennox Lewis. So those things are all about state issues. That's only business. So if Evander Holyfield wants to make some money, let him make some money. Because his uh, fellow compatriot, Mr. Compadre, what do you call him, Oscar De La Hoya, is entitled to, so does Evander Holyfield. Sure. But Tabi said 12 rounds is a very long distance for Holyfield at 58 or 59. But uh, maybe there's a lot of money involved there. At some point, I'm not sure. Maybe I misheard you. Donald Trump and his son, Donald Trump Jr., have a role to play in this bout. What was it? I'm unable to remember now. Whoa. This is the most important fight. I'm hoping that it will be televised so that I can see it here in South Africa. Thank you, Budinkonki, Indo in the Eastern Cape. Tabizo, good evening. Tabizo, remind me here, man. It's Evander Holfield, the guy that was biting ears by Mike Tyson long time ago. Is that him? Is that him? He's a very strong person, man. He can even win. Good evening. What's it, Anna? So I think uh, it is good for Evander, although he, went, he just want uh, to show the world that he's still capable of uh, fighting. But I think I'd uh, um, love to see him. Uh, I missed uh, the, the, the Mike Tyson last uh, yeah, fight. I don't know if it went through or it didn't, uh, but I think uh, let's give uh, Evander a chance maybe. He, he will entertain us. We miss boxers, man. We, we no longer have the, those quality boxers we used to have. Um, we, we used to have uh, uh, this guy from where he retired. So um, now we shut off those uh, legends, those strong boxers. Uh, couldn't give me a try. 
Okay, thanks for those uh, voice notes. So what I understand, obviously I'm not so close to the action, uh, but from what I've been able to read over the last few days is that um, there are eight two-minute round fights. I have read that the reason that they moved it from L.A. to Florida was because Florida was able to sanction it as a professional fight. And in uh, L.A., in California, they did not want to sanction it as, as the Raimundo Diosis had said. And uh, by the way, Victor Balford, for those asking, he is 44 years old. He's an MMA UFC legend. And also, um, what else did I want to say? Oh, this is actually the main fight. Because there's an undercut and this is going to be the main fight of Trila. So Trila are these guys with this new app and they're tr- trying all these crazy things. And that's why they've invited then um, uh, Donald Trump and Donald Jr., his son, to give some commentary on this fight. <laughs> We've seen it before in exhibition fights. Um, I remember Snoop Dogg was commentating the other fight there. One of these exhibition fights with the Logans, I think, with the YouTube stars. Was it Casey or was it Logan Paul? But Snoop Dogg was giving commentary and it was so well received. So I think that's what they're trying now with uh, Donald Trump and Donald Jr. And by the way, if you do listen to us, you would have heard a few months, a few months ago or last year, late. I don't remember when it was exactly. But we spoke to Franz Porter. Remember him, the white buffalo? He was saying that he's in talks to fight Tyson. He's in talks. He said that Tyson had reached out to him, uh, Franz Porter, to say that let's fight. Uh, there's money to be made in exhibition fights and I want to fight against you because I want to bring it to Africa. And Franz Porter told us on the show right here, he said, I'm telling you for the first time, this is big news. I agreed to do it. I agreed to fight uh, Mike Tyson. Um, and then Mike Tyson had his exhibition fight. And then I think the next one of Mike Tyson was supposed to be Franz Porter. So we'll wait and see if that happens. And you will remember that Franz Porter also has fought the big guns. He's fought um, Mike Tyson, of course. He lost to Mike Tyson. When was that? Because I was in school. That must have been... Sure, I don't remember. But it was late 90s, probably 99, around there. And then he also fought Lennox Lewis, uh, Franz Porter. And he fought Klitschko. And he fought Holyfield, remember. So the White Buffalo also wants to get back into the ring and do these exhibition fights. And what was the other question that I remembered? Yes, somebody asked if Holyfield is the same guy that was beaten by Mike Tyson. That is him, Evander Holyfield. Okay, let's take a quick breather. And then we're going to speak to Tommy Gunn Osthuizen, who is uh, ready for his fight. We'll find out from him how ready he is for his fight. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, and uh, let's welcome now Tommy Gunn Osteizen. As we mentioned, we're going to catch up with him, find out how he's doing, find out how he's preparing uh, for his next fight. We have seen posters uh, that Tommy Gunn is actually fighting uh, this on the 18th, Battle of the Warriors. And we believe, for a while from the poster, he's fighting um, El Terrible Mwanza. Tommy, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. Good evening, Tabisa. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fine, thanks, uh, Tommy. I hope you're well and you're safe during these times. Yes, man. Um, all is well. Uh, I was actually just having a, a power nap, <laughs> you know, just having some rest. So, um, yes, but everything is uh, is great, man. Always have time to speak to you guys. Great. That's good to hear. Tommy, we've seen a poster. You're fighting on the 18th of September. That is next weekend. Is that fight still on in Pretoria? Yes, it is on like Donkey Kong, man. It's going to happen. This uh, this will definitely happen. It's going to be on the 18th of September, Pretoria Music World. Mm. And yeah, man. Wonderful, uh, wonderful. I'm so looking forward to it. And how have you prepared? How have your preparations gone, Tommy? Well, um, to be honest with you, uh, I was actually... Uh, set to fight on the 30th of July and what happened is uh, that that fight actually got postponed due to uh, us moving up to COVID uh, regulations number 4, you know level 4, so uh, moving up to the uh, the, the fight got postponed, now um, obviously uh, Fifth Element Promotions have stepped in and put the fight on so um we are absolutely ready we've been ready like two months two months ago Mm. so yeah it's here man i'm super stoked super excited and wonderful and you haven't fought in a while tommy it must have been is it over two years now 
Yes, uh, it, it's over. It's well over two years now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, how do you think you? How do you think you'll come out next weekend? <laughs> well, um, you know, I've been uh, I've been sparring with uh, with uh, some of the top guys in the, in the country. You know, somebody that uh, that I've actually competed against um, in my career. I finished sparring with him today. We we finished sparring today. Um, intense sparring, so we finished with eight rounds. Uh, Isaac Shalembe. So, um, you know, uh, preparations have been awesome. Um, there's no fear of uh, of ring rust at all. Mm. At the end of the day, um, I'm a I'm bigger, more mature guy, and uh, yeah, definitely um, carrying some power with. So, yeah. you know, uh, I think uh, it's it's well overdue to get back into the ring. I can just thank the Lord for this opportunity. I'm really uh, humbled by God, you know, and by God's grace. We are here. It's fight time, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. And myself and uh, my coach, Harry, Harry Monakaramakhori, the master. Mm. Yeah, the master and the Tommy Gun, we are ready. We're going to speak to Harry also shortly. But a lot of people wrote you off, um, Tommy. A lot has happened in your life over the past two years. Some people thought you would never come back to the ring again. You spent some time in prison. Do you think you have something to prove to the doubters or you just want to get back and fight? You know, um, at the end of the day, uh, it's not like I'm I'm going out to prove to anybody anything except... uh, Mostly uh, myself and just, um, you know, using my gifts that God has blessed me with uh, in the square circle. That, um, you know, just using that for, 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 the joy, uh, for the joy of the Lord, you know, um, just getting back into the ring. I don't, uh, I don't feel at the moment uh, I really have to prove to anybody anything. I just um, feel... To, to myself that that I should glorify mm. should glorify the, the the Lord for the gifts he has given me. Yeah, and another chance too. I mean, how do you look back at the past two years and what's happened in your life, Tommy? Yes, um well it it wasn't definitely the, the easiest road. Um it's it's been a tough, tough road, but you know there's a saying that goes it says, um God gives his toughest, uh, his strongest soldiers, the toughest battles, you know. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stick to that and, and just say, yeah, it's been tough, but, uh, it's one of, it's because uh, I'm one of God's strongest soldiers, you know. Mm. It hasn't been, everything hasn't been, uh, sunshine, uh, sunshine and, uh, moon pies, but, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just I'm just a man at the end of the day. I'm also somebody that makes mistakes and uh gets gets lured out and drawn out into um into uh, wrong wrong situations and at the end of the day, you know, um a man only has so much patience and uh yeah, you know, things happened and uh got into got into a fight with some, some guys mm-hmm. at the uh, in in public and some guys got knocked out and you know when uh, when grown men look for trouble mm. they big guys but when they get whipped um yeah they quickly to run to court so uh mm. it's actually a very funny situation but uh they 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 were big big mouths looking for trouble you know they were big men looking for trouble when uh when they got knocked on the asses, uh, they were quickly to run the court because uh, they felt embarrassed, obviously. So, um, yeah, that's just the situation. And uh, I had to to go through a lot. Um, Also, you know, I'm a father of two beautiful children Mm. and I can just thank the Lord for, for giving me strength and pulling me through everything. And, uh, you know, Coming all this road uh, with the training and stuff like that, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of people in the country that actually uh, wondered 
how and where did I get the motivation? Mm. And, um, you know, it's just when, when God makes something, when God makes something and he creates something, there's nothing in the world that could stop God's creation, you know? So, um, all glory to God for, for giving me the strength to rise above this and rise above, uh, the occasion. And yeah, we one week away. I'm super excited. Um, wonderful, wonderful, you, Tommy. How long have you been yeah. out for now, Tommy? How long have you been back home and how long did you um, spend in jail this time around? Yes. So, uh, I was, uh, my last fight, I think, was in July 2019. Mm-hmm. My last uh, professional bout, I think that was in Russia, if I'm not mistaken. <coughs> and that was against uh, Alexa Igorov. Mm. And yeah, it's been like two years. Um, I spent 10 months, 10 months last year in incarceration. Mm. So, um, on top of that, I had to, uh, on top of the 10 months, I still had to, uh, uh to, to come outside and spend time with my kids and stuff. You know, uh, I had to, adju- uh, uh, agree to a plea bargain, um, of, uh, of supervision, um, uh, uh, correctional supervision for three years. So in, in everything and everything, you know, it's, it's really been a super tough, tough year, mm. you know, especially last year, spending 10 out of 12 months inside incarceration, you know, and uh, especially through COVID regulations, COVID hitting, hitting the world, this pandemic really hitting the world and striking the world, mm. um, especially the infrastructure, it absolutely struck the world to its knees, you know, so in the toughest time, that the world has, has ever seen financially, uh, I was, uh, I was in incarceration, you know, and to all the guys in there, um, if, if anybody's listening to anybody in, inside, uh, inside incarceration, I know the guys in, inside incarceration, they listen to a lot of radio and Yes, stuff. they do. Yes. And if they are listening at this moment, you know, I just want to give a shout out to them. You know, for for staying strong through through the tough times, and uh, just want to give them a shout out and tell them straight, stay on your knees and stay strong. You know, God can can rise and lift you above any any situation, any circumstance in your life. Sounds like you had some time to reflect, uh, to to me inside. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My daughter was born um, in in that ten months, and also my son turned three years old. You know, so. Uh, something that I reflected upon is, so um, I'm going to knock somebody out in, in a public place, you know, and I'm not going to turn away when somebody looks for trouble mm. and I'm going to lift my hands towards somebody and knock them out. They're going to fall with their head uh, on a wrong place or on a wrong corner or pavement or something like this. And at the end of the day, um, you know, they they could die, and and I could end up in in prison for for murder, and I can't can't ever see my children like that. You know, mm. I can't ever be a father to my children, and I really do believe. Uh, and myself, you know, uh, my my coach, the master, obviously going to speak to you. Yeah. You know, God has brought us uh, together for a reason. So God is is working in my life, and I believe God loves me very much, mm. and I'm grateful for the Lord. For the Lord, uh, the Almighty, you know, mm-hmm. the King of Kings loves me. So at the end of the day, no human uh, can break me because they didn't make me. Yeah, but but also, Tommy, I would think it can be easy being in prison. But as a boxing champion, how did you find it? Were you respected because they know what you've done in the ring and outside the ring, or did you get those that <laughs> wanted, or did you get those that wanted to test you and see if you're a real champion inside? Definitely, definitely, you know. Um, you, you actually hit the nail on the head there. So um, obviously, the the people realize quickly who I am. But obviously, they want to test you. They they mm. want to test you. They they want to see if uh, if the water really uh, if the, if the storm does run that deep. And um, at the end of the day, there there was tests, and uh, some people got injured. Um, 
you know, I can just uh, thank the Lord Almighty for keeping his hand of protection over me and um, keeping me sharp, cool, calm, and collective, you know. Um, and, yeah, so uh, at the end of the day, you can't stand back for anybody in prison because, um, you know, uh, you can't let anybody walk over you or take a step back. So uh, prison prison is a tough place, you know. Incarceration is a tough place. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, be honest with you. So it's mm. it's a tough place. It's not for the faint-hearted. Um, it's really for the guys with uh, hair on their chest. So um, yeah, you can't let anybody um, push you around or, or walk over you. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's no sign of weakness, and uh, I didn't I didn't give no sign of weakness. You know, um, uh, at the end of the day, I didn't go there to stand back for anybody to disrespect anybody was not my intention and uh, that was not what I did but when I was uh, disrespected um, you know and and also tested you know uh, as as they they tested the person you know to make sure is this uh, the champion uh, really the guy the guy we all hear about and we see and what so um, yeah they had to find out on the hard way you know it's uh, blood it's it, it's it's a blood sport you know and um mm. yeah they had to find out the hard way because uh, you have to survive um, inside you have to survive it's inside like Tommy. that you know it's it's really you got to scrape the barrel you got to scrape the barrel while you're in there you know it's yeah. a dog eat dog world you know so at the end of the day you uh you're either gonna bark with the big boys or you're gonna piss like a puppy Okay, let's take a quick break and we're going to speak to the trainer of Tommy Gunn, Ostasen. That's who we're speaking to now. He is back in the ring on the 18th. Um, he seems to have reflected on his on, on, on his life and is grateful for the second chance that he has. And we all hope that he makes the most of it. But let's hear from his trainer how they've been preparing. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's speak to Tommy Gunn's trainer now, um, Brahere Ramakhwadi, who's named him as the master. Uh, Brahere, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Hey, Tabiso. Are you well, evening, sir? And, 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 and good evening to, to your listeners. I'm, 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 I'm awesome, my brother. And how are you? Now good to be here again. Thank you. We're great. How has it been working with Tommy Gunn? Um, it has been a revelation. It has been, um, it has been awesome. It has been, um, it has been a, 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 a beautiful journey. You know, when, when two people come together, for the you know for the same purpose and have the same intentions and uh, and have the same understanding of what they are doing, it just becomes such an amazing thing. So um, there has been trying times, and um, but there has been fun times as well. And I don't know if you know Tabi, so actually Tommy is, is actually a very very funny guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shy, shy as well, believe it or not, mm. but extremely, extremely, extremely uh, funny. So, so <laughs> there has been some fun times, and we we have uh, some good laughs. So it's, it, it has been a good it, it has been a good journey so far. And how long have you been working with him for? And how did it come about? I think we just over six months now, because mm. um, he he he. Um, he came around March, somewhere around March. A friend, a friend, I'll tell you what happened. A friend of his uh, came, uh, phoned me and, um, and, and introduced himself and, and told me about uh, Tommy look, looking for a gym. And, 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 and I was recommended uh, to be the ideal person to work with him. And, um, and I, I, I wasn't going to say no to that, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and 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 eventually I got to to speak to Tommy over the phone and we made arrangements and he came to the gym. Initially he was going to come and meet with me, sit down, and we talked first. But the day he came to the gym, I walked into the gym. I think uh, he arrived earlier than I thought, and mm-hmm. he was already training. So oh. he must have been missing the he must have been missing the action that mm. much, you know. The blood, sweat, and the tears, and the smell and, of the glove. You missed like, that, eh? You missed the smell you of the glove. That, eh? But, but you know, you, you know, <laughs> you miss the smell of the glove. But also, you know, with Tommy, this thing is in his DNA. You know, mm. you know. I'm sure. I don't know what it was like when he was in jail or sitting at home, 
not training. He must have been itching so much, you know, mm. because this thing is in his blood. You know, boxing is in this guy's blood. And, and you know, I'm just happy that he's back at it and, and he can do it again because to take it away from him would have just been suicidal in its own. But did you have to think twice about it, Harry, about taking on Tommy considering his ah. well-documented past? Can I tell you something, actually? Um, we, Tommy came to my gym before when we, there, there was, um, the, 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 it was, it was, you know, when the amateurs, the trials, when the amateurs go to a gym to mm. go get ready for trial. Mm. So he came to my gym. Uh, I think there were companies, some amateur boxers to come in 10 pro. That was the first time he came to my gym. And the second time he was at a building opposite my building opposite my gym, I didn't see him and somebody saw him and said, no man, I think I saw somebody that looked like Tommy mm. and he was with some people standing not too far from your gym and they were staring this side. So, so it was there. And then I'm going to tell you a, a, a short story, just a mm. short story, Tabiso. Many months ago, sometime in 2019, I think, um, some, some guys in my gym, salespeople, were doing flyers and somebody offered to give them gloves mm. that I'm going to, this is, this is a, a crazy story, Tabiso. Offered to give them gloves. This man, old man said, I bought these gloves in an auction, at an auction many, many years ago. Mm. And they're sitting in my garage and they're gathering dust. I see you guys are a boxing gym. Can I donate them to you? And this guy came back and said, coach, I met somebody that want to donate some gloves. And, and I'm thinking, why would you be excited about old gloves? He said, no, he says, you're going to love them. They're from someone special. Mm. Eventually, this man came, brought the gloves. Guess what? They were Tommy's mm. dad's old gloves that he won Fighter of the Year with many, many years ago. <laughs> I took those gloves, Tabiso. I didn't even, I wasn't thinking about Tommy. I just took those gloves. And guess what? I didn't even know Mr. Charles Osthazen, mm. who is Tommy's dad. He fought at a different era to mine, and, mm. you know, I never followed him. I, you know, I never followed But I took those gloves, Tabiso. I framed them. Oh. I hung them up in my gym. And look, now you've come fast forward. Circle. Fast forward to, what, a year later? And fast forward to today. You're working Tommy with Tommy. He's my boxer. Wonderful. We're the, gonna day, l- yeah. the, day Tommy, the day Tommy came to my gym, the morning that I say he arrived early in the gym, he came with his dad. Oh, that's even better. Okay, he we came gotta... with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you want to say something? No, I was you saying just because of time, we want to leave it here for now. But the fight is next week. We're going to invite you again on Wednesday, Harry, just to share more about this, but also to talk more about the fight. Now, we've had the background of Tommy. It sounds like you guys are working great together, which is wonderful to see. You've got hopes for him, but we're going to focus on the fight next week. We're just out of time now. Apologies for that. But thanks for speaking to us. Send our regards to Tommy. We hope he stays on the straight and narrow and we just want to see him do what he does best in the ring. And thank you to you too for working with him. Yeah, we're going to have to go to news, folks. Apologies for that. Time flies. And somebody's saying it's not Franz Botta. Tabi, so it's Francois Botta. Come on, guys. His nickname was Franz Botta throughout his career. Go, go and look for it. Even when we spoke to him, he said he can be referred to as Franz. So let's leave it there for now. Then we really have to go to news.